0: Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at Babbel.com slash BlueWire. That's 60% off at Babbel.com slash BlueWire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash BlueWire. Rules and restrictions apply.
1: What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast, your morning pitching podcast from pitchers.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is March 6th, and yes, we are going to talk about baseball. I know. I said morning. It's not the morning, and you must be upset with me. But I was in Florida, and I got in at like 3 a.m. last night. I slept, and I needed to do it, um, and I pushed back everything. I want to take the time to go through all three days. I'm going to try and do whatever I can to have this uh, done on the weekends moving forward because I just feel it's so important. There's just so much to cover, and uh, it makes it so I have to do three days for one episode. It takes longer, all that kind of stuff. But you're here now, and let's get to it. So on Friday... I've got lots of names here. Tala Anderson, he did fine. Tony Gonsolin, two innings, three hits, two walks, two Ks. He rolled his ankle during practice, though. We had Andrew Painter, by the way. The, The tender elbow, we're still waiting to find out more. It does not sound good. It is really, really demoralizing for all of us. Okay, Kyle Gibson had two strikeouts. Hopefully, that's because of that sweeper. Paxton was at 93 and had a sore hamstring. so We can kind of count out Paxton at the moment, too. It's very interesting how the whole Red Sox team is... Uh, now it's going to Winkowski and Cutter Crawford, and I don't want to touch either of those as Garrett Whitlock could be on the aisle to start the season, um, but it's probably just going to be like one start for Whitlock, but then again, that's the Pirates and all that fun stuff. Okay, uh, Sonny Gray, Um, he had elevated fastballs, which were kind of good. Maybe that is a something, something to monitor with Sonny Gray moving forward. I don't know, um, but he's okay, and that's fine. Eduardo Rodriguez is back up to 93 miles per hour. And I think that's great news. He was 91 in 2022, 92.5 in 2023. He was at 93 here. If it, that sticks, uh, I'm going to be putting out a, another group of sleepers later this week, uh, five of them. And I think Eduardo Rodriguez is going to be on that list. Don't overlook this. Like, he could be the best version of himself this season. Uh, Jose Urquidy 91 93 not 93.5 as he was last year how do I know this I was at the game sitting next to scouts with a radar gun they hated me I talked too much it was too ridiculous and they were just they were so happy I was not there the next day but um but no I asked them what uh, they had for Jose Urquidy was 91 to 93 and he was 93.5 last year something to consider there Drew Rasmussen is up a tick but only 2 out of 38 whiffs, but 32% CSW. I'm kind of in on Drew uh, Rasmussen this year. PLV loves him, and if he's throwing even harder, it might help him even more. Kevin Gosman was normal at 95. Max Scherzer was slightly down. Nothing to worry about there. Uh, Kyle Muller went 2.2 innings, 300 runs, 1 walk, 0 Ks, and the battle for the SP5 for the Athletics is very interesting. JP Sears, Waldachuk, Kyle Muller are all there. There's also Tarnock. Three innings, one and run, one walk, 1K. The scouts I talked to about that game, they uh, they really like Tarnock. So it's uh, something to take a look at there. Tony Disco went two innings, zero uh, walks, and three Ks. That's good to see. I think he's SB6 for the Giants, and that might happen considering the track record of all of those starters uh, come with injury. So it would be likely Tony Disco before Kyle Harrison as the replacement. I don't think Sean Higeli or... Uh, Sam Long are going to get much opportunity first. So, Tony Disco, 3Ks, could be undervaluing him a little bit. Speaking of Giants, Sean Minaya, there was no velocity readings for this. I looked it up. I couldn't find it, which is unfortunate because it was 94-plus before, which got us all interested. He went three runs in this one, but 4Ks, maybe there's something there. Uh, Luke Weaver, uh, not good. Five earned runs and 1.2 innings. But yeah, back to Minaya really quickly. Something there. I took him in labor for a dollar. Uh, I'm very curious to see if that 94-plus sticks. If it is, then Minaya, there's another sleeper pick. But I don't think he's a sleeper. He's getting too much attention right now, so I don't want to have him on that list. Sack Plesek was still whatever, but I think he has the number five spot. So, all right. Uh, if he was going doing really poorly, I'm more interested, but because he's not failing, then okay. Cease, two innings, two walks, two Ks, because that's Cease. Michael Lorenzen was 42% slider usage. I'm in for him doing that not in my leagues but there is a path to Lorenzo being a really good slider focused guy so uh I'm good it's good to see him at 42% slider usage Garrett Cole Ace is going to ace there Clark Schmidt went 41 pitches 23% CSW on the new cutter I don't want to see that I want to see that be a more dominant pitch for how much attention it's gotten he did have a 64% CSW on 11 sliders that's good um, but I really wanted to see more out of the cutter. I kind of think it's Domingo Herman getting that fifth spot. There is also Davy Garcia who threw 35 pitches, 96.5 on the four-seamer. He was at 92 in change before. He's literally up four ticks on the fastball. You could say he's airing it out, but not four ticks worth. He threw a ton of fastballs on this one. Not the best locations, but definitely something to monitor here. The last two for Friday, Justin Steele went two innings pitched of zeros on the board, so it was just six batters and six balls in play is out. Well, Julio Tehran is likely the SP6 for the Padres. Remember, they were doing like a 5.5, maybe six-man rotation. Then Musgrove got hurt, who would be the sixth? Julio Tehran likely has a three innings, three Ks. Sinker looks like a really good diving sinker, which means he can get innings for them. All right, it's Julio Tehran, my number 300. It's going to be the SP6 for the Padres. It might be some very deep NL-only value there. Looking forward to Saturday. Well, actually, I will talk about that in a moment and Sunday and today's pitchers after this break. Nick Pavetta won and runs in 1.2 innings. Of course, he did. Mike uh, Shane Bieber, no velocity reading, but three innings, two Ks. We look fine there. Josiah Gray was not good. Kei Cavalli is not good. Spencer Turnbull is 94 on his heaters. I think he's kind of getting slept on. He's around 93 or so before him, before Tommy John. City 94 is what I saw in the report. There might be something there with Tyler uh, with Spencer Turnbull. Actually, not in the report. That's what I saw on Savant. Um, not the greatest locations, but also more four-seamers and sinkers. You like to see that. Spencer Turnbull might be someone for an AL-only league that's getting slept on. Rich Hill went two, two for 37 whiffs, still on 32% CSW, so that's him. Aaron is working on a changeup, has over 100 extra spin on the RPM. That seems good, Nola seems well there. Speaking of well, it's Tyler Wells, two innings pitch. He's a PLV and a Stuff Plus darling, and he was rocked for 300 runs. Okay, not going to get a spot in that rotation, just maybe something to monitor in season. Strider did all things good. Uh, Max Free went 5Ks in three innings. All good there. Taj Bradley, he could be the number five for for the Rays. Yanni Chirinos is getting the opportunity right now two innings and didn't do well. And I don't really want to see that. So maybe Taj Bradley does get a look. But just 15 pitches throw, they're taking it very slow in Tampa Bay. So if it is Taj Bradley eventually, it is going to be in June or so. Uh, Severino, 96 miles per hour, but just two cutters. But 849 whiffs. Luis Severino is an ace. I just don't know how many innings it's going to be. And that kind of has me leaning in on him more because it's just, you know what? Remember us talking about Carlos Rodon uh, before 2022? And I said, you know, I had around 30, 32 beforehand. I said, you know what? I'm going to be pushing him up because he's just dominating spring training. I kind of get that feeling of Luis Severino a little bit, not as dominant as Rodon was. But yeah, you know what? Just let him... I'm going to go after him. I'm probably going to put him at like SB26 or something like that. Um, as I am going to pull down Hunter Green. Um, poor fastball locations. That was his major thing for 2022. Was where he's looking as fast. he struggled to elevate here. Three runs and in three innings. Did not get a uh, a single strikeout. I'm lower on him because I was really buying in on the command being better. And I feel like it could click. It's just going to be more of a cherry bomb situation that, uh, than I want. I... Uh, Looking at Justin Verlander, ace is going to ace there. Uh, David Peterson came in after and only had zero whiffs (laughs) on 30 pitches thrown, which is very strange because he has a very good breaking ball. Now, Savant said he threw a curveball and no sliders. I wonder if they're the same pitch. If they aren't, that would make sense because Peterson gets all his whiffs on on sliders. For the Marlins, we have Jesus Lazardo sitting 97, and it's exactly what you want there. I talked to a scout who didn't like Luzardo on this, but... He has over 100 RPM new on his fastballs. It's all looking good there. Uh, you have Yuri Perez also. for 45 whiffs. Oh my gosh. That's over a... It's like a 25% uh, swinging strike rate. 24%. Insane. Whenever he does get the call, which won't be out of the gate. They're full. But when he does get it, he is an instant ad everywhere. I uh, read Detmer's 2.1 innings, three Ks, two walks. Looked like he had a slider doing all right. Things are okay there. Jamison Tyone. Oh boy, he looked good. The new breaker, I think, is there. Four Ks and three innings. I think he's a safe guy with upside. Like, I regret not taking him in labor. I should have, and I'm in. I'm very much in on Tyone, even in 12-teamers. I think, like, you have your Toby, who also has this new strikeout upside uh yeah and gets a good first start against the brewers he's like a complete circle on all my draft boards in like the 19th round um alex wood two, uh two innings pitch five k's and nothing else pretty awesome i uh, don't get don't have velocity readings but hopefully things are looking good for alex wood right now um reese Neer, you're like who is that he's on the padres they let him go 52 pitches he had really good cutter command but he doesn't throw that hard and i don't really think that we should be chasing that Brandon fought twelve for thirty nine whips. I was talking about eleven for forty five for Yuri Perez. Twelve for thirty nine. Oh man, he's not the fifth though. He's going to be up like May first or something. The first sign of someone getting hurt for the Diamondbacks is Brandon fought time, um, because Ryan Nelson's behind and uh, the velocity's down, and Dre Jameson is good enough that they're just going to go with him instead of Brandon fought to start. But man, I mean, I just want to stash Brandon fought everywhere. Like he is the impact guy. I think. Like it's him and Yuri Perez, are the two major ones, especially with Painter down. Grace and Rodriguez starts the year in the in the rotation. Um, Kyle Harrison is one after that, maybe. Um, Ricky Tiedemann, 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 but Brandon fought. Like i I feel like I'm just going to draft him in every league. It's 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 one of those things where I'll figure out the other rotation spots, but like I just I just got to hold on to thought. Um, in, in my bench spot, I feel like I'm at that point now. Uh, George Kirby 1.1 innings 300 runs 1k one walk not what you want to do right now in spring training George Kirby but don't worry about it I think he's gonna be fine Logan Webb it was everything normal Peralta was two clean innings I'm still terrified about the shoulder for the full year and Drew he looks like he's a Toby sub 30% fastballs it showcases yeah he's a secondary stuff guy which means that he can go five six innings um, at times. Looking at Sunday, Luis Garcia was fine. Kode Senga was fine. Honestly, velocity looked good. I, I don't know if the breakers are any good because the camera table terrible. I couldn't really get a good look at the splitter. Uh, Jordan Montgomery was a take higher, but allowed four runs in three innings. I don't really have any change of opinion. Hopefully, the velocity is still there next time. Kyle Bradish's velocity was back down to normal. Remember, we were two ticks up last time. Well, it's normal again. And you only have four out of 43 whiffs total, which means... <sighs> I'm not in on Kyle Bradish. He's the same guy. Uh, Joey Wentz is throwing a tick hard. That's kind of interesting. Three ticks up on the cutter. He's a fun AL only sleeper when he does get the opportunities for Detroit. Pablo Lopez Lopez was a tick harder and threw 44% curveballs. Obviously was working on that one in this one. Didn't really get too many whiffs on a Three out of 20 is about a 15% swing strike. It is one actually. Uh, not really a big fan of that uh but um yeah it, it, Pablo lopez i'm in tick carter is really cool and hopefully that does stick around tyler Mali is back down so he stole from tyler molly uh, down to 93 just one out of 34 whiffs overall uh slider command wasn't really there the fastball was decent enough uh, i really want molly to be at 94 though not 93 trevor rogers three innings pitch two k's one hit zero walks he apparently was better i got nothing else for you there same with Corey kluber four k's two walks whatever Uh, Carlos Rodon this is a big deal everyone's worried about this two innings 500 runs he's apparently building up velocity I have all these quotes here about the Yankees saying hey 2022 or 21 before you broke out and had your velocity you were down to 92 miles per hour and you built it up as you had like a 95.5 through that year we want you to do that we do not want you to rush into this uh, I want to make sure that you're healthy through the year so please 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 do that so he sat at 93 in this one and there were moments that he could have gassed it harder and he was disciplined and said no. So don't worry about this. Really, I, I kind of dig it because it means, A, that the Yankees are being careful with his health, and B, that he might fall in drafts now. So I don't worry whatsoever about Carlos Radon. Uh, Charlie Morton was normal. I watched Wheeler's seven earned run start. He got kind of babbled. Yeah, he didn't have the best command that I've seen from Wheeler either. Velocity is fine. Everything's fine. Brios is okay. I still think he's too volatile, and I'm not going to do it. Um, Chris Bassett was down like four ticks in the first one. Now he's down three ticks. Apparently he's ramping up. So it's all part of the plan. He's not a young in and all still like three. All right. I mean, yeah, he's probably going to be a tick down this season. It's my guess. Um, but I, uh, I have my worries for other reasons about Toronto. Derek Cardi gave a good uh, showcase about how the effects of Toronto are not that drastically better for the, for the, for the Jays hitters. Um, it's still better, but it's not this ridiculous uh, change like it was with Baltimore last year in the other direction, right? Um, the Tigers are going to benefit a little bit more too. And in some ways, the Tigers one is more uh, beneficial for hitters. So it's something to monitor there. Uh, you have Tristan McKenzie going 1.2 innings, three 300 runs, three walks, four cases. Command was very bad. It was very bad. It could adjust and come back, but like it felt like it's bad, and I've seen that a lot from Tristan McKenzie. I was really hoping that it would be better than this. Um, Alex Cobb, three innings, six Ks, one or run. Apparently, he has a new slider, and I got nothing else for you. Ugh, I want to see more of that. There's legitimately a new slider. That's, I say when adding a new pitch, the most important one is a slider if you don't have one, because that can actually be a legit strike pitch for, for people when they need it. And uh, yeah, that's... Something to be interested about. I think I might be more in an Elks Cobb now. Uh, Cole Raggins. I know. I've said this guy a bit. if like, hey, he really fix that command just a little bit and gets harder? He's throwing harder. He is throwing harder. And it's three innings on four Ks. So this is Cole Raggins. He's going to get an opportunity this year because it's the Rangers. So I'm doing like Raz Slam right now. Uh, it's a best ball league. There is a part of me that wants to take Cole Raggins super late because I, I guarantee he's going to get starts during the season, and I'm so curious that that's going to be something. Uh, Lucas Giolito was ninety two, ninety three. I want him at 94, but for the first start back, ninety two, ninety three, when he was down to 91 or so, 91 and change in September, I can deal with that. Um, so far, so good is what I'll say there. Julio Urias, four innings, w- zero walks, 1K. Yeah, he's kind of Julio Urias. He's not really going to push up the strikeout rate, though. Um, which is a little unfortunate in my view. Uh, it does seem that way, at least. Prat- Patrick Sandoval, 6Ks, no walks, three innings, pitch, one and run. He had his command that day. That's good to see. Good change ups down. Drew Smiley does not have the curve down, so three and runs in two innings. If he does get that, though, then everything's good. But he just needs to get the curveball down. Ken Waldachuk is not sharp enough for the number five quite yet. Blake Snell, three innings, one run, four case. He looked good. He allowed a home run to Ramon Laureano in the first batter, and that was it. Uh, I'm, the main thing I want from Snell is to be throwing more up and in fastballs to right-handers, and to be able to not miss as much arm side with the heater. We still saw some of those misses, but overall, yeah, this looked good. And I'm, I'm kind of in on Snell. Snell. It's just about health at this point, really. Um, the same way with Severino, and I feel like I should be taking more of those chances because there is more depth on the back end of starters that I might just be going like two rock solid starters and then I got to get at least one of those electric Severino uh, Snell types uh, for my leagues. And I, I think I'm going to be favoring both of those over Hunter Green because I don't think Hunter Green is more volatile. And the last two, two, two here, speaking of Green, we have Lodolo's two ticks down on his hit- heater. Also down 100 RPM. I'm a little worried. That's not good. The command wasn't great either. It feels like if that happened in season, it would say that's an injury. It's spring, so I can't say that. That's ridiculous. It does make me a little concerned, though. I feel like the young pitchers are not ramping up like others, and he should be ready to go right now. I don't know. I feel like something might be up there. Uh, And Brandon Woodruff, two innings, zero runs, and two strikeouts. Watch. It's just going to be totally fine and for everything for the Lodolo I mean it's spring you cannot really act on it now it's just uh the signs of things if it were to happen right so you just get aware of it and monitor it um but all right looking forward to today and I know it's four o'clock but this is just the stuff I'm going to talk about tomorrow at the very least um you have Domingo Herman uh, Luis Ortiz Chris Sale Matt Manning uh Flaherty Hunter Brown Thor Nick Martinez Savali Canning Castillo, Wesneski. We have Sandy Alcantara versus Shane McClanahan and so on and so forth. Looking forward to covering all of that tomorrow and more, but that's it for today. So my name is Nick Pollock and may your Babbitts be low and your strikeouts high.